0: Welcome back to another episode of the awakening her podcast. My name is Talia joy, and I am so honored and grateful that you are here in this episode. I am sitting down with Courtney Francis and I just love her energy. We connected right away. Courtney is a dedicated crystal medium, which I know, right? So cool, (laughs) but she's helping us today to further understand crystals. And I all, I ask her all sorts of questions like how we can can manifest with crystals, how we can best use them, how we can take care of them. She also introduced us to something called your crystal bestie, which I love. And I definitely had quite a few takeaways from this chat that I've integrated into my life and have been working myself with crystals on a deeper level. So I know that you're going to absolutely love this episode. Make sure to check the show notes so you can follow Courtney and learn more wisdom about crystals. I do feel called to say that I am not sure what was up with the audio quality. I have no idea what happened. I feel like maybe it was our magnetic energy interfering with the airways. So the sound is a little bit different than it normally is, but let's just trust it. And I know you're going to love this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Courtney Francis onto the show. code on manifestation, amplify your intuition, and play in the quantum. We are now besties. Let's do this. Hello, Courtney. Welcome to the Awakening Her podcast. I am so excited that you're here today. Thanks for coming.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be
0: here. Ever since we connected online and you said the words crystal medium, I've just been like, I can't wait to talk to her. And even this morning, my husband's making toast in the morning. I'm like, I get to talk to Courtney. She's a crystal medium. I'm so excited. It's so fascinating to me because I've always felt crystals and I know we're going to dive deep in, but I really feel like what you do just takes it to a whole nother level. So yay. Welcome. Um, can you just start by telling us a little bit about yourself and where you're from and what you do?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I'll kind of start a little bit with my crystal journey. Uh, so I'm like you crystals always called to me. I, um, collected turquoise jewelry since I was young. Like I can't even remember how old, because as long as I was allowed to wear jewelry, I collected turquoise jewelry. Um, and then from there, it grew into this passion of anytime we didn't have, I'm from a small town in Michigan, we didn't have metaphysical stores, nor was it, even if we did, <laughs> it wasn't something that we'd be allowed to go in. <laughs> so I'd go to the natural store and peruse the tumbled rock section, whether it was at home or on vacation. I was just always obsessed with crystals and rocks. Um, but I was raised a muggle. So I, gave up my passion for rocks to pursue a corporate career when I got older, Um, but they still always called to me. And so when I was kind of getting disenchanted with the business world, uh, I decided to kind of play with some crazy passions and I just couldn't stop working with crystals. And my, my journey to help people with crystals came from my own frustration. I felt like there was a lot of information out there that was confusing and contradictory or everybody's always like oh when you're working with crystals use your intuition and I'm like well I was kind of trained to shut that off what does that mean. And so I struggled for years trying to figure out, like, how do I even know what crystal to choose? And so once um, I went through a series of awakenings, kind of it started with um, the secret and using the powers of manifestation. And once that kind of like awoke the dragon in me, if you will, Mm -hmm. um, I started just noticing patterns and things like that with myself. And then I became a crystal healer. And that really opened the world of crystals for me where I'd get flooded with visions and messages that I had to tell my clients. And I'm like, I think I'm psychic, but I talk to crystals. What does that mean? Mm. (laughs) And so here I am today telling everybody exactly what that means.
0: Wow. That is so, that is so cool. And, you know, I I like to look at things like we are all connected there are no coincidences especially our passions our talents and what I would say the things that call us right so it's so interesting that they have been calling you for so long and it's natural that as we move through time we start to learn what that means and what we can do with it but even as a kid you had that and I can so relate I was obsessed with crystals when I was young my mom always had crystals but tumbled rocks as well and I begged one year I think it was like my Sixth birthday or fifth for a rock tumbler. It's all I wanted. And I got one and I would tumble everything. And I was like, look how gorgeous this is from a normal, regular rock into this beautiful thing. And, you know, go into those science y stores that had them. And I can so relate. So that's such a cool journey that's taken you there. So did you start? How did that start when you said, like, I started getting visions? I'm kind of really interested. Like, how did that start? And what was that like when that started for you?
1: Yeah, I think, in a way, one thing that people always said to me, like when I was kind of discovering, when I quit my corporate job, uh, I and started becoming my my own boss. It was this transition into learning how to trust myself instead of getting approval from everybody else. And so one thing I noticed was people would always say like, you're very intuitive. You always know what to say. You're a great listener. And so it started off actually as a coaching practice and then kind of evolved into, I was also Reiki attuned and then playing with energy and playing in the mysteries of the unknown, if you will. And I uh, got trained to be a crystal healer. I went through a program and I didn't really feel like quote unquote turned on during that time. I was just like, okay, here's the process. Here's what I do. Here's my instruction manual. But when I started seeing clients and I worked at a big metaphysical store at the time I was living in LA and I worked at one of the biggest metaphysical stores there and I started working with clients and it was when I would connect energetically to a person. And in addition to the crystals, um, it would be this deeply meditative space for both of us. And what I realized now is we were kind of connecting in the ethers and I would have access to their spirit guides. And it was the crystal energy that helped bond and form that connection along with having permission from the client. Mm-hmm. I'm not one of those weirdos that goes down the streets being like, can I read your energy? I think that's so tacky.
0: <laughs>
1: but um, sorry, that was rude, but that's how <laughs> I feel. Because uh, I don't like it when people do that to me. Yeah. So I wound up having...
0: I was just gonna say we don't need like people knocking on our door kind of like they do with like religion when you're trying to eat dinner and you get a knock on the door like can I read your aura (laughs) right we don't need that no
1: (laughs) so it's always permission and I like it to be like you come to me and tell me what you need (laughs) um I don't like being forceful with it but we would have these beautiful experiences in the ethers and I would um just be psychically linked and I realized it was the power of crystals that helped really open and expand this gift. And it was the crystal spirits that were talking. Um, Crystals are really old. A lot of them are millions of years old and they're made of, like we are, stardust. So they have all this information that you can access. And once you start doing it intentionally, it was like, they kind of help connect the dots, especially when you're working with another person. Crystals can be amplifiers, being in community is an amplifier. So having that trifecta really started to heighten that connection with other people. And I would say, I was like, I don't, this is crazy, but this is the message I got. I was working with somebody who was trying to tap into her lineage. Um, and I was like, I don't, I don't know how to describe this, but this medicine man came to me and he had um, a message for you. And she's like, describe what he looks like. So I told her exactly what he looks like. And she's like, I didn't believe you but that's exactly the person. He was my great, great grandfather. And my cousin's been asking me to like tap into his energy and work with him. Mm, yeah. And so it was just kind of trial and error, honestly, and having the opportunity to work with people that I didn't know very well in this cool crystal healing community.
0: Wow. So when you say that the crystal helped to pass on or amplify, do do you hold the crystal? Do you consult the crystal? Do you just keep it in your like close to you or infuse it with intention? or how do you work actually physically with it?
1: Yes. So with crystal healing, I would lay the crystals. They were my personal collection that were regimented. It was like my personal collection, but they were only for clients. I don't mix the two for reasons we probably don't need to explore on this podcast, but I like to keep the energy separate. Mm -hmm. Um, so first it started with me plate, like I would work with the crystals to know that they should be part of that collection. And then I would place them on the clients. But if you don't see clients, there's, I found an easier way to do that. Um, so to be able to like really communicate and connect with what I call the spirit of crystals, because they talk to us, um, but depending on what our spiritual gifts are, it can be really different for different people. So it started off with visions. Um, I also found out I am claircognizant, which just means an inner knowing, which when you're raised in the society we are, especially as a woman in a very conservative area, I felt like... Like that's called like the woman's intuition and people don't really think that it's real. (laughs) Mm, And so it's learning how to work with crystals to that connect with those gifts. Mm. So if you're interested, I can tell you a little bit about that methodology Mm -hmm. because I think it would help the folks that are listening. that They can do it on their own and they don't have to have clients.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I love that. That's such a great idea.
1: Cool. So, um, what I really recommend is to hold them at your different energy centers or chakras. And if you don't know what they are, you can easily like Google it and look and all you need to know is like really where are your chakras. And there's seven that run from seven main ones that run from the base of your spine to the top of your head. And what you do is you just take a crystal. I recommend clear quartz because it's an amplifier. So if you're not super energy sensitive or you're just getting started with crystals, they tend to have, um, a really energetically clean vibration and tend to resonate really well with the energy of a human. Mm. Um, and we're used to them, they're in like all of our tech. So we just get their vibrations. So get a piece of clear quartz, it doesn't have to be big. Um, I recommended something small enough that you can hold in your hand comfortably. And then just, you only need to do this for a few minutes but hold your crystal at each chakra um for maybe about a minute and then what you're doing is while you're holding it you're just seeing what sensations feelings thoughts sounds um play with your five senses and see what comes up and I recommend playing with your five senses because that's a key to how spirits especially the spirit of crystals like to talk to you sometimes um, a lot of people this our sense of smell is really heightened um so sometimes people will smell different, like perfumes and things like that, or their mom's cooking or whatever it is. So it can be really different for different people, not just um, visions like we tend to see on TV. And so just for about a minute, hold your crystal at your first chakra, which is your root chakra, at your base of your spine, and then just move up. And then the next one is your sacral chakra, hold it there for a minute, just noticing and paying attention and all the way up until you get to your crown chakra. And what you're looking for is the chakra that has the most mm, the most power for you. So um, you're gonna find that you have one chakra that senses things more strongly than other. For me personally, it's my third eye. So if I hold um, a crystal to my third eye, all of a sudden my all of my senses are heightened and expanded and I get a lot of visions, um, I'm also an empath, I'm very energy sensitive, so I get a lot with feelings too, so I'll start having different emotions in my body, Um, and that's how I know that the crystal is communicating with me, is through those five senses.
0: Hmm. That is really cool, so the intention is to, is the intention of that exercise to get closer to the crystal, or to like draw forward guidance, or maybe both?
1: (laughs) when you're starting out, the intention is going to be figure out which chakra is the most energy sensitive and bonds the most with crystals. Mm. And then from there, you can start having conversations with it and getting messages from it and having more intention. So it kind of can be like working with an Oracle deck where if you have a question or something that's on your mind, you just simply need an intention, mostly because that's, what helps the crystal respond to your energy. Otherwise it'll just give you all this information and it's really hard to figure out what that means. Mm -hmm. So having an intention helps you streamline the information that you're getting from the crystal knowing that it's specifically geared to help you, guide you through that question or that problem that you're having.
0: I love that. It's it's simple when you get chakras and energy centers and crystals, even a little bit, and it just makes sense to combine the two. I do, you know, chakra work and clearing with clients and different things, and there's so much information that comes through with, with each chakra. So seeing which one is most powerful with that crystal or with crystals for you that just feels like that's a great idea. <laughs> Good job on that. I wish I thought of that. Oh, that's beautiful and I can't wait to use it with myself and maybe clients if they have the crystals at home. Um the other part is I love that you said clear quartz intuitively. I if someone would have asked me that type of question, I feel like I would have just said it because it is like the master healer and the energy it always gives me is like just clarity, love, help, guidance, um, just, you know, it's, it's light, but it's powerful and I can feel that. And and that's kind of where I am with crystals is I get these vibes, but I don't really quite know how to make sense of it. So I just intuitively choose them and I just go along, but this is like, that's so beautiful. I love that. Um, so what about when someone has, as they start getting more comfortable with this and they want to explore into other crystals and maybe bringing certain energies out or in, or, or, or how do we do that? How do we kind of take that to the next level?
1: Yeah. I, so you can use, so clear quartz is really to meant to be in the beginning to help you find that power chakra for all the reasons. Like that's that's why intuition is such a powerful thing. Like there's nothing wrong with using it intuitively. And if that works for you, that's totally cool. But usually people are curious and they're like, well, but why does this work? Why does my intuition work? And why did my intuition know how to do clear quartz? Um, so, and like you said, it's just that it's a really clear energetic read. And so once you've identified it, then you can kind of start playing with other crystals and doing the same technique. So again, for I'm going to use myself as an example. It's my third eye. Um, that's the most powerful, at least now, I think over time it can change depending on what you're dealing with in life. Um, but for now it's my third eye. So then you can do the same thing and get messages by holding it at your third eye. Now, if you find yourself more energy sensitive, you can even hold it in your hands. I feel like sometimes the energy in our hands gets, we do so many things with our hands, it becomes less sensitive Especially mm-hmm. your dominant hand, it's not very sensitive to energy um, because you're always working with it. And um so you can certainly do that same thing and then switch out the crystals that you're using um and then place it on your third eye or wherever you can just get a really good energetic read. That practice is to help you kind of figure out how the crystal's talking to you as well. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times we think it should actually like talk to us and we can hear messages which depending on what your gifts are, that could certainly be the case, or we're thought that we should have these crazy visions in meditation. And a lot of my clients don't have that. So it's really understanding how you're getting the messages from crystals and then how to decipher it. And then you can really use that same technique over and over again with different crystals.
0: Mm. What about when you, you know, as you were saying that I was thinking, what about if you are using one for the purpose of healing. So maybe it's placing a crystal on your womb or on your hip or on injuries or your heart or something. Um, that feels just really nice. Just as, even as I'm saying it, I'm like, Ooh, I need to do that. That's yeah. That feels beautiful. Can we do, obviously we can do that. Do you work with that with clients?
1: Absolutely. Um, I would say, well, just because of COVID less. So, Mm -hmm. um, I've been doing more channeling with crystals and helping people get, um, understand what messages their crystals are trying to tell them and how to tap into that energy. But when I was seeing people in person more, I've also been in big cities, New York and LA. So they were like the last to open up. (laughs) So, but I would do that. Um, and a lot of times I find physical healing is so personal. Um, if I, I try not to intuit people's pain because I don't want to plant an idea in their head. Um, or I'll ask if they have like fibromyalgia is very common in the clients. I see chronic pain and from injuries or even energetic chronic pain. And so I talk to the spirit of crystals to figure out where does this crystal need to be in order to do the healing? Mm-hmm. Or sometimes my clients, sometimes I'll just ask, is there any physical pain that you're feeling that we can use crystals? And for physical pain, my personal favorite is malachite. Mm-hmm. It's kind of, um, it's to me, it's what an hero <laughs> in crystals. It has a lot of like oh, just really interesting properties. Um, and it's a really great stone for physical healing. And I usually gravitate towards green because it's very heart chakra y. And a lot of um, our heart chakra is actually our most powerful electromagnetic. Mm -hmm. energy center that we have more powerful than your brain your heart is more powerful than your brain and so um and it's kind of like it is central in the chakra system and also your body so energy is always going through there so i like that it resonates with heart chakras and i also like that it resonates a lot of times when people think of green they also think of nature so using mother nature to help with physical healing
0: Mm -hmm. oh that's that's beautiful I, um, it's really interesting to think that, you know, I believe again, everything is a messenger and we're all working together. And as we start to recognize that more and more and using, you know, whether it is our spirit guides, the universe guiding us in general, plant medicine or nature, I call it nature therapy, simply being in nature, touching trees, putting your feet in the earth, um, and also crystals and really using them, not just, um, Yeah, just really using them. It's just such a beautiful thing to really use what the universe is giving us as tools, because so many people don't realize how much support.
1: Sorry, that cut off. Um, I, I think the last thing you said is we don't realize how much support that we can get from either nature or crystals
0: observe that we you know are using a fraction of what the universe is here to give us in support oh now it's saying my connection oh that's weird huh interesting okay maybe just I need another it's like okay cut off new question let's go
1: okay. we overpowered the internet we're yeah. talking so much about energy it's like oh we can't handle we can't handle all this power
0: yeah totally yeah Um. Okay. I would like to know in your experience with speaking to the spirit of crystals, what is your general idea about why crystals are here? Like when I speak to spirit guides, I can pull forward why that spirit guides here or spirit guides in general. So why are crystals here? My belief
1: is that crystals are here um, because
0: they have,
1: they're the record keepers of the earth. Um, so they know everything that's happened here on earth. And they even carry wisdom from, like I said, they're made out of particles. Like a lot of their elements come from stardust as well. So they're these record keepers and they're here to share information, um, as humanity. But like, I think a lot of us gets frustrated because it's like, oh, history keeps repeating itself, but we do that too as humans. I think it's part of our nature, um, to, and part of the way that we've been groomed by society to be in these cycles and these habits. And crystals hold really powerful information and each crystal holds something a little bit different to share. Um, but they're really here to help guide us and help us break those cycles and evolve and understand kind of what's going on here on the earth. What you were saying it before, it's like what resources and what untapped potential We're not tapping into both within ourselves and the resources we have here naturally on Earth. So um, this probably sounds general, but it's like they're really meant to be guides for us and help us through. They're meant to be a friend, a support. Um, They're help us. They're they're. I can't use my words. I'm so excited. I can't speak. But they're here to help us like figure out who we are at our core and our essence
0: and how to express that. Yeah, that feels very right. You know, they're just, it's like this support in us finding our divine self and, you know, moving through our own evolution. And just again, as guides, it's so beautiful. Um, so can we use crystals or, or I shouldn't even ask, can we, cause I know we can, how can we use crystals to maybe get sort of like what we would call unblocked if we're feeling stuck, if we're feeling stagnant. And sometimes we want that again, the spirit guides or the meditation, but a lot of us are so drawn to crystals. How can we use them to help us move through those weird stuck energy times?
1: I would encourage you to use, and this is why I love teaching this, um, the, the process we just did at the beginning of the show to help you get really turned on and you like turned on to the energy and the wisdom of crystals, and then use that to help you find what I call like your crystal soulmate.
0: Mm.
1: And so what you're looking for is this crystal that, um, feels like an extension of your soul. And a lot of times, um, we already have it in our collection. It tends to be our favorite cause it's the most like us. It's, um, that crystal that when we're at a loss of what to do, if you especially if we're working with crystals, it's the one that you're like, well, nothing is really speaking to me. So I'm going to go for that crystal, like your go-to crystal, the one that's always there for you. Um, find your crystal soulmate and rely on that to kind of help you. And this might sound, um, uncomfortable for some of you to do but have out loud conversations with it and you'll be surprised at the information that comes back like mm-hmm. talk to it like you would a friend being like hey I'm really stuck here what's going on um and ask it like you would any spirit guide like give me a sign what's what's a good sign for me like tell me when you're talking to me when I can't if I like especially if it's a big one like you can't always carry them around or the they're crystals and they're heavy sometimes so you don't always want to put it in your purse especially if it's your favorite one um sometimes it can get damaged so when I'm not with you what like what totem like is it a feather is it like what can you show me that you're talking
0: to me and showing me my path mm, I love that it's neat too because I think a lot of people That are drawn to crystals have a whole bunch. And I don't know, maybe I won't speak for anyone else, but it's easy for me to feel like I should be using this one for this and this one for that, and this one for this. And sometimes you just want the bestie. And I I totally resonate with and relate to the one or maybe two that I could just like, often, honestly, I bring on a trip, even if it's like wrapped in a silk scarf and wrapped in this and that, but like, I almost just want with me um, or is in my sacred space, or like you say, the go-to, I can really relate to that. And that is so neat because it doesn't have to be overcomplicated. They're all going to offer us wisdom and knowledge, especially the ones that are drawn to you. And like you say, that soulmate. Um, so do you find that that soulmate crystal is a type for people? Is it like lapis lazuli is my soulmate or is it that one that you pick up that you, you know, really want to hold? Yeah. Um, that's a great question. I Yes to both.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I think, um, and I love that you use Lapis Lazuli as an example, because um, I work with primarily women and it has such beautiful divine energy. And even for people who tend to be a little on the shy side, like it's, it, it pushes you. It's like, it's a queen stone. It's meant for you to feel and act like a queen and all the best divine feminine ways. So mm-hmm. I think there is a like type of crystal that yes, can resonate with you, but even more specifically, um, if you feel like you haven't found your crystal soulmate yet, it's probably in that family that you always gravitate towards.
0: Mm-hmm. I and love
1: do that. you mind if I, there was something else you said that I would love to expand on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned like, I like to have a crystal for this and a crystal for that um, and for all these purposes. And while that can be helpful, that's kind of the reason I do what I do is I find that it's actually more confusing and overwhelming Mm -hmm. because then it's like, Oh, well I can only use this for that. And then there's over 4,000 types of crystals and minerals in the world. Who can keep that in your brain? Mm -hmm. Especially like if you don't do, I don't even do that. And I work with crystals all day, every day. You know, uh, most geologists don't know. That's why they have reference guides and things like that. So I think when you trap yourself into trying to memorize all these things, Mm -hmm. that's where like that stuckness and a lot of that ickiness can come from working with crystals. Now, if that process works for you, go for it. But I feel like it probably works for less of us than we think they do. So I just wanted to like acknowledge and expand on that thought that you had, because that's exactly it is. Um, there's so much wisdom in each crystal, they can be very multi-purpose. So even if you have a small collection and you're like, somebody's like, I only have three stones. And I'm like, that's great. That might be all you need.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah, I, I agree. It's kind of like when people obsessively like look for signs, or they see three, 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 and then they have to Google it, and they'll ask me like, "What do you think that eagle meant?" I didn't look it up, and I'm like, "Well, what did you feel in that moment? What was true to you? Did you feel just a rush of support, or was it you just thought of a brilliant idea and then you saw an eagle, or you know, like you are the one that feels that? So instead of going like, "Where's the right abundance rock?" just the one you're pulled to, and then in. Using maybe your intentions of abundance or your feelings or asking it for guidance makes so much more sense than it having to be citrine or it has to be this, it has to be that. Um, So I love that you say that. You make it really easy. And I think that's again, we overcomplicate things like you were just saying. We kind of make it more like overwhelming than it needs to be. So thanks for making it a bit more simple for us. And just really working with them in an organic matter, not so much what Google always says every one thing means and using it only on this, you know, with these issues. I love that.
1: And I love the way you articulated and explained all that. I'm like, yes, preacher, that's exactly it. that's exactly, that's exactly it. And I'm so glad that it feels easy because I realized when I was trying to get into crystals, it felt like I was studying for like my biology 101 exam in college. And I was like, this sucks. (laughs) it makes me not want to work with crystals.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, I hear you. When you make it too like human-y, you take out the magic. That's kind of what it is, right? We're trying to study, like we're passing an exam about it, but we're not leaving room for the magic, the source, the, the, what do you feel here? What is the message you're getting? Like you said, um, it's just, yeah, that's so, feels so much more natural to me. (laughs) Yeah. So I would like to know, um, Uh Oh, I write notes and it says crystal to when I'm inspired, sometimes my writing just goes off. I'll leave that one. I'll see if it comes back. I am curious about how to care for crystals or how you suggest, are there certain things we can do? I love to use things like moonlight, but I also am aware that they're sensitive to energy. So I'd love to hear everything about caring, washing, bathing, keeping, whatever your crystals should they be in the fridge? I don't know. (laughs)
1: Oh goodness.
0: How much time do we have for this podcast?
1: I will try to keep it concise, but I just um, I just did like a, a Facebook live on this and it went for an hour. Yeah. I won't do that. I promise. <laughs> um, but I'm very passionate about that topic. And, and this is another thing I found. Um, I was Googling how I had bought Celeste from uh, Tucson and wanted to sell it and um, it was dusty. And so I'm like, well, how do I clean celestate? And I Googled it and it said, use water. And then like this weird like, and then on top of that, then you can make it this like herb mixture and oils and blah, blah, blah. Celestite is a very fragile stone and it will actually make it dissolve. But the number one Google result tells you to use water to clear it. (laughs) And I was like, oh God. So that's why I'm passionate about it. I was like, oh, we have to fix this. (laughs) We have to fix Google. Yeah. So my favorite, I'll tell you my favorite three, and then three to be really careful of unless you know how to work with crystals. So my three favorite ways to clear the energy of the crystals are, moonlight is one of them. Um, Smudging is another, which is using the smell from incense or dried herbs. And then the last one is sound energy, which can be as simple as playing instrumental music on YouTube or your Alexa, or it could be if you feel more musically inclined, you can sing to them. If you're mm. I'm not musically inclined, I found that I really um jowl and talk to my crystals really well when I sing to them. So mm-hmm. now I sing all the time. Um I'm not sure my husband loves that. <laughs> <'cause> <laughs> I'm very toned up, <laughs> But you can also use like tools like tuning forks or sound bowls or uh tinctures or whatever really like resonates with you. Whenever you're working with crystals, I say keep it simple, keep it fun. If you're Reiki attuned, um, which just means using source energy and pulling up from source, if you know how to do that, you can use that to clear crystals. Um, One thing that I always recommend doing is whenever you get a new crystal um, is to create a simple welcoming ceremony. So smudging is my personal favorite because it can be easy where I just, and to keep it really easy, I use um, incense. I used to use dried herbs all the time, but um, the smoke can get overwhelming. I'm in a small space. Um, my husband doesn't like the smell. So my thing is do what you love. And so I, the way I pick incense, it's not by intention. It's what smells the best to me. <laughs> like, what do you like doing? So I pick um, an incense that I like the smell of. And I just do something simple and like welcome the crystal into my home. So I hold it over the smoke or if it's too large to hold over the smoke, I use like a feather, um, get one that's sustainably sourced. You can buy one online. Energy Muse has a great smudging kit if you're interested in that. And it comes with a beautiful Turkey feather and you can just waft the smoke over the crystal and just say something like, I welcome you into my home thank you so much for calling me. Um, I'm excited to do work with you. You can set intentions, um, anything that you want to do in that moment, just like welcome the crystal and let it know like you're excited to work with it and you're opening up your energy to it. Um, Allow it to open its energy to you. Just say nice things to it. Um, And you can do that regardless of what you decide to do, whether it's bathing them in the moonlight, um, using Reiki or sound healing. I just like talk to it a little bit and just, welcome it into your home and say like, this is where you live now. Let's be mm. friends.
0: <laughs> I love that. That's so cool because we do that to animals without realizing it. We're like, welcome home buster. You know, this is your bed and this is the kitchen. Like we we're excited about that. And, and even, I mean, with me at, with plants, I definitely do that. I'm like, welcome, welcome to the office. Welcome to my home. And I don't know why, I've, I feel like when I buy a crystal, I have the energy of like, ooh, like, thank you. But actually doing something, just taking that moment to officially energetically welcome, I think is so beautiful that that deeply resonates. So what are some things that people are doing if we're going to say, quote unquote, wrong with their crystals <laughs> that could be either harming the energy or just not helping them, maybe damaging it? Um, what do we do to just make sure we're protecting them and, and treating them well?
1: Yeah. Um, so a few things, yeah, because I never like to say, like, you're doing it wrong, because mm-hmm. if you're naturally called to do something, I hate to say, like, oh, your intuition's wrong, but a lot of times we get ideas, like, from the internet. I mean, that's where I got some of mine, and the reason I'm passionate is I, like, ruined my favorite piece of malachite, because I ran it underwater, and, or, no, I put it in a plant, and then, of course, watered the plant. Um, so anything that ends with an ITE should not be put underwater, Quartz is usually pretty safe. It's pretty sturdy um, on a what's called a Mohs hardness scale. So that's getting a little science nerdy there. It's on the harder side of things. So you've got diamonds is the hardest. Clear quartz is, like diamonds are a 10. They're the hardest. Clear quartz is usually between like a 6 and a 7.5. Um, usually, like I think they're a 7 to 7.5, which means they're much more durable. Um, and you can also put them underwater. Um, anything that ends with an ITE tends to be on the more, fragile sides, So your calcites, selenite will dissolve, lapidolite
0: will dissolve. So hang on, what do you mean dissolve? Like if you're giving them a little shallow bath, is it over time it dissolves them or will it literally dissolve in the water right there? Uh,
1: they can dissolve immediately, depending on how big the stone is. Like if you've got like a little selenite tumble and you put it in a water bath, like it'll start, start to dissolve right away. Whoa. Yeah. So, and for me, like... I might tend to overdo it with the water. Um, so like I, I I sometimes turn on my faucet when I bring a piece of quartz home and like I bathe it in there. And mm-hmm. I recently got a big piece of smoky quartz and it wanted kind of a long bath. And so if I did that with a celestite or Selenite, it would, it would just damage your crystal. And a lot of people don't know that. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, there always has to be exceptions to the rule. So Shungite is one that ends in ITE that is safe to put in water. Mm-hmm. And it's actually really nice if you're trying to like detox and stuff like that. But when in doubt, if you wanna use water, a lot of times what I do is um, like, I have a friend who collected uh, rainwater during the new moon uh, and solar eclipse. And so it's really cleansing, it has great energy. So what I do is I just put it on my hands then I hold it over the stones and let the stones absorb that energy. Um, Even sprays, like I've noticed that things with essential oils can kind of get gummy on your crystals, even quartz. So what I do, I used to, because I used to spray it like six inches away, but I noticed I don't like what it does to my crystal and I can't always get it off even with water. Um, So then I'll put it on my hands and then hold it above it. Um, Another thing to avoid is sunlight. That's become really popular. Again, on a practical note, um, crystals form in caves underground, They're not used to sunlight, so it'll fade, especially if you've got a beautiful piece of labradorite, Um, try to keep it, if you're putting it in a window, keep it away from direct light um, because it can cause it to kind of like cloud over um, and change the color of your stone. Um, The only one that I've consistently found that sounds safe to put in the sunlight is clear quartz, but you can get that magnifier effect where like, just be careful it's not a super (laughs) like clear piece of clear quartz because it might get... Things hot around you. I've heard of people, they're like, I set some leaves on fire with my clear quartz. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) so just be mindful. I just say, if you're starting out, avoid water, avoid sunlight and just like outdoors or with plants. A lot of people are like, put your crystals in plants. Well, that's how I ruined my malachite. So if you don't know what you're doing, stay safe and use a different technique that's simple and easy. um, Because I've just found that you can't even, can't
0: even trust Google anymore. (laughs) Mm Definitely. That's those are really, really good tips. And I love that. Um, Because, you know, a lot of people use them in their baths and different things I usually create. I was actually just trying to think if I've ever put my selenite in water and I actually don't think I have, which is strange. I think it's an intuitive thing. I haven't because I often not often, but Every once in a while when it calls me, I have a really shallow dish that my dad made. He makes pottery and it just has such good energy. And I put them all in it with beautiful water. And I just kind of go to each one, just giving it a little love and then pat them dry on a nice towel. And like, it's, they're not in it for very long. But when you said that, I'm like, I don't want to dissolve my crystals. I don't think I have though. Cause my selenite it, yeah, it's funny. I don't think I have put it in the water, but that's, that would be sad.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um. And I I forgot to mention this when I was talking about the cleansing rituals. The other question I get asked a lot is how often do I do it? Mm -hmm. If it's my personal stuff and I'm the only one touching it like once a month, Um, if I'm doing some like really emotional work, um, I'll cleanse it right after the work that I do. Mm -hmm. Um, But if it's for clients or anybody else touches it, I I cleanse it immediately. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Cause um, it's just to keep the vibration. I, I, you want your crystals attuned to your energy and what feels good to you. So even if it's a best friend, um, as a note, I don't really like, unless it's clients and they're my crystals for clients. It's my pet peeve when people just come over
0: and start touching my crystals.
1: Mm. (laughs) I'm like, I don't go over and start touching all your decorations. Like, stop it.
0: (laughs) That's how I felt when I was pregnant with my belly. I'm like, I don't touch your belly. Why are you touching my belly? Unless you're like my immediate family. (laughs) Don't touch my crystal. And
1: I never understood like how that was all of a sudden okay. Like f- I've seen, I, I haven't had children probably because of that, um, <laughs> that fear of like people rubbing my belly, but it's like, some people don't even ask.
0: No, they don't.
1: <laughs> they just be like, oh, you're pregnant. I can touch you now. And I'm like, ooh.
0: <laughs> yeah. It's Weird. Strange. Yeah. And, and I do feel that way with crystals too, intuitively is like, I wouldn't just go over and start fondling them because they do have... Uh, They're sacred, really, is what it is. It's like I wouldn't walk into someone's meditation space and start tinkering around with their sound bowls and their pillows and their stuff, right? I think that's their space. And the crystals, yeah, they feel like they deserve more respect and, you know, kind of the best words I can use for it. (laughs) But that's also something to keep in mind, too. Like,
1: there are some, like if they're my crystals and I, if they're like your crystal bestie, like you don't want people touching your crystal bestie cause it usually has really good energy. And also I get a lot of like, people are always saying like, I just bought this new crystal and I really like vibe with it. But then my best friend touched it. And now she says it's calling to her and I'm like, yeah, you don't let people touch your crystal bestie, put it in a drawer when it comes over or tell people, no, it's okay. Be like, Nope, that's a sacred tool. No, thank you. Yeah. Like, I mean, think about it. If you have like um, a statue or something like that of Ganesha or like a sacred statue, like you don't touch somebody else's Mm -hmm.
0: stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I hear you for sure. It's okay to say no. (laughs) Um, Okay, so before we wrap up, I would like to know about manifesting with crystals and how we can start to sort of activate the manifestation process using crystals.
1: Absolutely. So I always like to make it Um, as tactile as possible. Also probably why I'm so drawn to crystals is they're very tactile. (laughs) So um, usually the people that I work with want to manifest money. So I say, get a $20 bill or whatever denomination you have or currency you have, um, grab money um, and make it significant enough to be like, oh, it kind of hurts to take this out of my wallet, or I would notice if I lost $20. Um, If you're trying to manifest something else like love or healthy boundaries or protection or anything else, um, if you don't have a good totem for that, totem just meaning something physical, write down your intention on a piece of paper. And so whether you're working with money or a piece of paper or something else to symbolize that, um, You have to breathe life into it, like literally like prana, life force, your breath, Um, breathe it into it. So what I like to do is I like to take and I'm going to just use the money example for simplicity is um, I'll take that piece of paper, that bill, and I'll love on it. Like I, I, I want more money. I really love the energy of money. It gives me freedom to do the things that I want. It makes me it makes things easier in my life. And I'm ready to attract more of that. And so, and I'm, you guys can't see me, but I'm placing my, just intuitively, my hands on my heart chakra because that's where I feel the most. So I put I put um, my money there or my piece of paper with my intention there. And I really let that um, money resonate with the energy of my heart because a lot of times we're taught, we're, we're taught actually not to love or covet money too much, but you it's really about that energy that you want to bring in. And so I let them, those two things resonate together. And then I think of a time where I had that in abundance. Um, Like I got a bonus one year that um, I wasn't expecting it to be as much as it was. And it filled me with joy and delight. I was getting married that year so I could actually pay for my wedding. It was very exciting. Um, But think of a time when you had what it is that you want in abundance. Or if you haven't, let's say you're trying to um, attract A really great um, partner for your love life. Think about what it would feel like to have that person in your life and let that fill you up. And then breathe that, like with what we call lion's breath and yoga, like a breathe out really deeply into that piece of paper. And then grab a crystal for money manifestation. And because you're trying to manifest anything, you can use these crystals for love or protection as well. Um, But these are really great, specifically money stones. So one is clear quartz, but we know that that's ubiquitous. So you can use that for anything. That's a great amplifier of intention. Uh, For money, pyrite. I find pyrite to be more powerful than citrine citrine tends to clear obstacles. Pyrite is like a magnet. So it draws the things that you want to you. Um, and then another great stone for money is jade. Mm. Um, and so then what I do is I do kind of that same process, like feel all the feelings, feel it in my heart, hold the crystal. I so make sure it's, again, small enough you can hold in your hand. I like to hold the money or a piece of paper there, too, at my heart chakra. Let the feelings resonate. Um, and what you're doing is you're attuning both your totem and the crystal to that energy. Fill yourself up with feelings again. Another lion's breath into that crystal. And then because um, that doesn't feel complete enough, Um, I do it one more time because three is a very magical, sacred number. So I do it one last time. And then, um, I find a special spot to just take that, whether it's your piece of paper with your intention or your money, and then set the crystal on top of it. And then anytime I catch it with my eye. I just um reinfuse it with the intention. So like money is easy, and that's why like if you put a dollar, like a $20 bill, like you know what you're manifesting. I'm like, I want more of those, I want more $20 bills, I want more hundred dollar bills, I want whatever it is that's under there. Um, but if your intention isn't clear to you at that time, it's also a great time to like reread the intention and breathe that life back into the intention and the crystal. And you will be shocked at how quickly you can manifest things. I had a friend who was struggling with money, she held one of my crystals um it was a crystal to share <laughs> um and she manifested a, a six thousand dollar a month uh job a week later and that the week before she wasn't sure how she was gonna pay rent
0: wow um, <laughs> I did
1: awesome. this ritual with a friend of mine actually the last new moon so not even two weeks ago I taught him this ritual and he his his job owed him money and he's like I don't know what I'm gonna get paid and That Monday after, the money hit his account. And I've done this so many times. Anytime I'm about to launch a program or do anything regarding money, or I'm just like, bank accounts not as flush as I'd like it. I do this and I get
0: more money. Hmm. I love it. That's so beautiful. And I like that you're saying to keep it there as that sort of visual reminder, keep it somewhere sacred that you'll see probably right somewhere that you'll see. Yeah. And then you can continuously sort of infuse that intention, remind you as almost like an anchor, you know, what you're becoming and that feeling of abundance or whatever it is you're manifesting. That's beautiful. That sounds so powerful. I love that.
1: And when you start doing it, like Especially with money, we're like, ooh, sometimes that feels weird to, like, hold it. And that's, like, that special, like, almost a sacred way. We're taught money is not sacred. Not all of us, but some of us are just taught, like, to have these weird energy issues with money. But that's why you're not attracting it. Hmm. Um, and then when you set it someplace, yes, it's someplace you want to see. But also someplace where people won't touch it. So whether it's the person you're living with, your partner, your children, your fur babies, <laughs> you might yeah. want to, like, keep it on a shelf away from everybody. <laughs>
0: Yeah, totally. It's sacred. Could you use your your bestie for this, or is that something that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. That's exactly what I meant or meant to say um, in that. So if you're not sure which crystal to use, like a lot of us know certain crystals for like love, rose quartz. I think rhodochrosite is really really powerful for attracting love because it helps us figure out our self love first, mm. and then that becomes amplified. Um, protection black tourmaline, but that's why you have like your crystal bestie because that thing is just going to help you out no matter what. So, let's say your example with lapis lazuli, if you're like, well, it has pyrite in it, so great for money magic. Um, but it can just help you do so many things, even if it's not quote unquote the properties aren't meant for that.
0: Mm-hmm. I love that. I love that. It just to me, there's so many. There's truths that like echo on all levels. And so when you're talking about this, it sounds so similar to spirit guides and how one guide Maybe here for a certain, you know, to help you in a certain way, but they're never going to say no, they're always going to offer guidance, or if you call on them, no matter who they are, if it's an ancestor or an ascended master or whatever, it's the same universal love and support that will, you know, will come to you through your intention and just connecting. So don't worry about who you're talking to all the time. And so I feel the same with that. It's like, don't worry about exactly what crystal it is and exactly what to say. It's like, just start creating that relationship relationship and connecting to them and and allowing them to support you and kind of see what happens. Yes, exactly.
1: Um, And sometimes your crystal bestie will be like, you you know who you should get for this. Mm. And that's why that relationship is so cool. It's like, because sometimes you don't want your like you're doing a ritual. I call it a spell because honestly, like it's called a spade a spade. It's a spell. Like when you set intentions, you're you're spell casting. And I like it because I think of like spells kind of as like energetic webs. And so it's like keeping the things out that you don't want and letting the things in that you do want and having them gravitate towards you. And so sometimes you don't always want your crystal busty tied up in that energy situation. So it'll tell you like, here's what you can use either in your own collection or here's what you need to get.
0: Mm. They're yeah.
1: so helpful. Crystal besties are the best.
0: Yeah. I could even see bringing if you can your crystal bestie unless it's, you know, you you can't bring it. But bringing it when you go crystal shopping. <laughs> Or channeling it when you go crystal shopping, like exactly like you're saying, like, help me find the right stone that maybe I can carry around for this tough conversation that will be in my purse or my bra or in my hand or something, or for this ritual, like actually using them as the bestie to help you find another one. Exactly. Like you're saying, it's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. Yeah, And I love that. Like when you were saying channeling it, I was about to like, say like, you could um, like, what would my crystal bestie do? But
0: that's exactly it.
1: Yeah. channel channel
0: that answer. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. I mean, there's 700 other questions I want to ask you. <laughs> but Like you said, this could be like a three hour episode with all the things we could talk about. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you want to mention? Is there anything else that you feel called to say to the beautiful seekers who listen going through this awakening, really wanting to pull all these types of tools and discover like what their way to healing and health and abundance and all of it is and want to bring crystals in?
1: Yeah. um, I think it's just to reiterate kind of what we were talking about. At the end of the day, make it simple, make it fun. Um, You know, I like to give things that are really simple and stripped down to their foundation so you can build upon that. And so some people just like it to keep it simple and easy. As you go through your crystal journey, if you want to build on it and make it yours and get creative with it, that's exactly what you're meant to do. So... If it's not fun, it's not simple. That's when you're not using your crystals correctly.
0: Mm. Only time. <laughs> I love it. So whether you're someone that totes them around and has like your crystal crew with you all the time, or you have one or two at home, or you're just starting to be called, like it's all perfect and just lean into it. It's kind of what you're saying, right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> fun. And is that amethyst geode your soulmate? or one of your besties or anything.
1: (laughs) It's funny. So for, I don't know if this is going to be the recording, but for anybody who's listening, I have this big amethyst geo behind me. Um, I'm babysitting this. Mm. Um, And uh, I have a friend who is selling her, her oldest daughter just graduated. So she's selling her home and she's going to travel across the country for as long as she wants to. And Uh, She couldn't keep it with her and she wasn't sure if she was ready to part with it or not. So I'm babysitting it and um, it'll be kind of organic. Like if somebody is really called to it and this person's ready to let it go, Mm -hmm. then I can find it a new home. But um, Mm -hmm. I love this thing. Um, Mm -hmm. I do. It's kind of where I do a lot of meditation and yoga Mm -hmm. and I'm very if she doesn't want it, I might buy it from her because I feel like, first of all, if you have a yoga studio, you need an amethyst geo because yeah. <laughs> like, it just feels so good. But, um,
0: yeah, it's beautiful. It's, oh, it's, be such, your a <laughs> it's
1: yeah. such a special piece. And I think it also is because it has my friend's energy tied to it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so <laughs> where can everybody find you? I know that they're going to want to see what you're up to. Where do you hang out? Where can we find you?
1: Yeah, I hang out probably the most on Instagram, so I'm at, um, you know, go to instagram.com backslash Courtney's underscore, underscore crystals, and I spell Courtney with an N-A-Y, <laughs> so good luck finding me. <laughs> um, I also have a website that I update, try to update pretty frequently, uh, called Courtney's crystals.com. Um, and so you can also find me there. There's lots of blog posts, helpful tips on crystals. Um, you know, you can also email me tello at Courtney'sCrystals.com um, with any questions or anything you have. But Instagram's usually where like I'm there every day hanging out, talking to people about crystals, either publicly or on my DMs. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nice. Perfect. And I'll put all those links in the show notes as well awesome. so that everybody can check you out. Well, thanks again for coming. This is so amazing. And um, thank you for what you do. This is really cool. I love that you're listening to your calling. It's so important for us to do that. And it's, it's unique. I love your style. You do make it so simple and accessible. So thanks so much for doing that and helping oh, us. Thank, out. You.
1: thank you so much for what you do. This was so much fun. And I was listening to your podcast right before we jumped on and I was like, Oh my God, everybody needs this medicine in their life. So <laughs> I'm glad we were able to connect.
0: Thank you for tuning in to today's episode and thank you for being someone who is committed to the light, committed to activating the life that they are meant for, awakening to their power and manifesting a beautiful experience. I am so excited that we got to connect. If you are a highly motivated seeker and you are ready to manifest the life that you're meant for, make sure to check the show notes where there's a link for private mentorship, including a special deal just for podcast listeners. I'll see you soon in